This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Bundle up. It's it's like uh, I left the house. It was one below zero. It is nipply. It's cold, man. It's a bit nipply. It is a lot colder than I th- It got colder quicker than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. thought that was later in the week. So here we are. Yada, yada. I had to wear two pairs of leggings under my car hearts yesterday. Whoa. That's how friggin' cold Whoa, it was. Oh, dude. I was like, what? The wind is penetrating my car hearts? No. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well. Uh, yep. I have the jeans. Shout out to the farmers. I have the jeans with the uh, liner in it. Oh, yeah. That I love. So I can look fashionable and yet still... Retain some heat retention. Right, yeah. A little fuzzy on my legs. One of the trainers, well, one of the owners of the barn, she has those pants and she swears by them. I love like, like I was walking in Chicago this weekend and people think to themselves, wow, he's he looks great, but. Uh, but he looks warm. But he looks warm and he looks very comfortable. Uh, how does he do it? What's his secret? And uh, I did not. I did not give that up. Well, but that's the, not very nice of you. But the, but the, I think you get them at the, the Fleet Farm, the jeans with the with the felt liner inside. Yeah, the, the dude. Mm-hmm. It's the secret to being fashionable and safe mm-hmm. and comfortable, and happy. Right, because I hate wearing long johns under jeans. Right, it's like and the they, worst. They bunch. They yeah. then they get uh, loose in the butt a little bit. Yeah, right, it's not the greatest thing. You're, no. you're always picking it, gnawing. You're always grabbing your ass. Yeah, I'm adjusting things. Yeah, no, not for me. Not the best situation. To, yeah. Anyways, uh, there we go. There it is. Uh, yeah, Chicago. I had a, uh, I had a interesting. Yeah, I'm going to give you some math on Chicago here, real quick. You want to do some? You ready? Want some math? Yeah, you want me to run some numbers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we stayed at the uh, uh, where do we stay? At? The Resident uh, Renaissance Hotel. It's down there on the Chicago River, yada yada. You know where all the high-rise hotels are mm-hmm. down there by yada. Mi- down there by Michigan Avenue. It's the intersection of yada yada and Michigan Avenue. Okay. All the places I can't afford really. Yeah, if I you, don't ever go down there. If you, if, you <laughs> if you ain't got a credit card, forget about it. Uh, so so we went to this country show and and uh, Christy goes up to the room to get to get all pretty and I go I'm gonna go down and get us a cocktail. So we get our stuff in the room. I go back downstairs. Really nice hotel. It's about a, it's a nice hotel. I go to the bar. It's jamming. And I said. Somebody was like, how are you so comfortable? <laughs> I've got two questions. Can I get you a drink? And tell me about your pants. <laughs> you look extremely, extremely calm right now in the wake of a Hurricane West wind. <laughs> so, uh. Don't get me sidetracked. I easy, right, easily okay. forget facts. Right, right, right. So I go, give me, I need two doubles. Mm-hmm. I would like a, a, a Bacardi diet and a, a Tito cranberry, please. Make them doubles because it's Friday night. Yeah. So anyways, so he starts skinny glasses. You know, the tall skinny. Mm-hmm. Puts in that long cubed uh, ice uh, ice cube. Mm-hmm. This is fancy. And he makes us uh, doubles. Two drinks. How much you think those were? Oh, hotel bar. Fancy hotel bar. <laughs> one ice cube. Oh, God, I love this game. Ring the bell. All right. Uh, All right, now, if you get it. Okay. 
Uh, I'm go- I am going to tell you right now, you will not get it. Not rail. It was Tito's. It was te- and Bacardi Tito's and Bacardi. Bacardi. So uh, if you don't okay. consider that rail, that's fine. Okay. Because that's not rail. I'm gonna say. I did a math I'm gonna say that. it was twenty-one fifty a drink. Twenty-one fifty. So it's forty-three bucks. Forty-three dollars. Not including tip. Yeah, with well, a tip, maybe you're like uh, fifty dollars. Fifty. So you're gonna go fifty. Did you just pay fifty bucks on two drinks? All right, now, smartass. Let me tell you a little something about. You did. Let me tell you something, a little something, something about Chicago. In the in the freaking Viagra Triangle. Let me tell you something uh, about it. So he makes the drinks, and I'm watching him. They're 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 remember they're tall, skinny glasses. Right. So I feel like I'm already. And then you add the ice cube, and you can forget about getting any amount of serious booze. Totally. Because they're it's a it's a really fancy place. You want a pint glass. Like a regular bar. Thank you, but no, 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 you get fancy cash. This hotel bar, Mm -hmm. where you're a very captive audience. Unless you brought your own booze, you're you're a slave to the to the bar. So he pours him out two drinks. Hands me the bill. Two drinks. Sixty (laughs) two dollars and fifty. Hang on. 55 cents. Dude. Not sure where the extra nickel comes in. You should have packed your banana flask, you son of a bitch. Wow. So then I'm standing there in morbid. It was morbid curiosity. A very comfortable morbid curiosity for a second. Wondering You're going to buy a whole be. handle of Tito's and a liter of Bacardi. Right, 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 right. 60 $2.55 for two cocktails. Did he go out and squeeze the crayons so, to get the juice? So, uh, I hate it when they do this. So, uh, what do you got? Uh, you got a $32 cocktail. So, there, it's 16 for a double. He charged me a full price for a double with, with the same amount of cola or cranberry in this case. In a skinny glass. Mm-hmm. I've bitched about this before. Came up in Nashville one time when I was out in Franklin, Tennessee. Okay. Where they charged me the full cost for the double. Not just a shot. All of a sudden, the same amount of uh, cranberry somehow magically in the ether doubles. $62. No, what did I say? $64.55 for two cocktails. You got to pack your own booze, dude. You know those nice felt line pants I had on? You sold them. I had to go change them. I crapped myself. It's all right, buddy. So we were down there later after I got off my initial shock. And I didn't want to look like a schmuck and go and be that guy, that hick at the bar going, what the hell, buddy? It's $64. You all crazy? (laughs) No, I didn't want to be... (laughs) I didn't want to throw a fit and look like an ass with all these finely dressed ladies and gentlemen at the bar. So I tucked tail and went back to the hotel room, crying all the way. And later, we got back to the bar and had uh, beers. The beers were $12 for a tap of Modelo. Jesus Christ. I should have stayed at Gibson's where the martinis were only $18.50. All right. 
are they paying their bartenders a living wage, or do you have to tip as well? <laughs> I don't. I tipped with a tip. I was seventy bucks. Oh yeah, I was seventy dollars for two cocktails in so skinny. Like, sorry, honey, you can't get a T-shirt. <laughs> you ain't gonna get no Bert Bert Eldridge uh, a Christmas T-shirt tonight. Gonna have to go home and make them with them colorful sharpies. So uh, that's my uh, horror story. Uh, my Chicago. It's a modern day Chicago horror story. Isn't that something, though? Isn't that something else? I would have walked to the Quickie Mart and went and got a little <laughs> bit of booze, dude. I ain't going to lie. I'd I be like, honey, it's going to take me an hour, but I'll be back. I could have Ubered cheaper to 7-Eleven to get totally a, a, a bottle <laughs> of hooch and taken it back to the room. 100%. That, that's something else, isn't it? That's crazy. The full double. The full double charge. That's something. Yeah. That's that's just, there ought to be an investigation into that. That's I always see they do it at airports. They've investigated right. airports. Airports for, is one thing, you know. Door. Yeah, you know at the airport you're gonna pay extra and that's fine. The, that hotel, that's that's a little extreme. But I always if I'm going to a hotel, I've got booze on me. Sure, sure, we talked about it. I mean, I have taken it up the Keyster and Key West. I have uh, gotten nailed in Nashville, I've gotten uh uh, they they did me in New York without lubing it up first at Las Vegas. None, nothing touches anything like that. Yeah, experience in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Did he hand you the bill and then just look at you? <laughs> he looked at me before he started making a drink. He's like, "Hang on a minute. I'm gonna need to run your debit card." Maybe them pants aren't fast, fancy enough for this bar. Uh, well, we had a, we had a little jog over to the Chicago theater, so I thought I'd put my fancy jean pants on. <laughs> Luckily, the record company bought us a glass of wine at the theater. We would have been really broke. Yeah, right. Anyways, oh, I better stick to the Missouri Tavern, or I know I got some credit. <laughs> that is crazy, dude. It's insane. I. It's insanity. I'm not one. Man, two. I would have savored that cocktail. Been like, Oof. it wasn't even that good. Even yeah. Chrissy's like, that's not a double, and she's a Bacardiologist. She's like, that's not even close to a double. <clears throat> you can't start your own GoFundMe. A friend has to do it for you. Oh, you want me to start one for you? Yes, okay. I do. <laughs> I was a little slow on what was going on there. My friend is poor. We thought uploading to the cloud oh. was something completely different. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D, JJO. Uh, we have a new sponsor uh, just in time for the holiday season. The economy sucks and you can't afford Christmas, but it's okay. Give your kids the gift that's been around for centuries. Stick, stick, stick. Stick is the original Transformer. One minute stick is a rifle. Then stick transforms into a sword. Even your kid can be Harry Potter as stick changes into a magic wand. Stick, stick, stick. Stick can be your dance partner. Stick can be your imaginary friend that tells you to do bad things like stabbing the cat in the eye. Stick, stick, stick. Stick is a million toys in one. Stick can be a sharp, pointy thing to antagonize baby birds, beehives, anthills, and your little sister. And parents, stick is more than a toy. It also can be used as a behavior modification tool. Stop hitting From the makers of rock, it's stick, stick, stick. I 
available everywhere. That kid at the end there, he's probably 35 years old and still traumatized as an adult after hearing himself in that commercial as an abused child. That was so weird. I was just going to comment. I wonder how old that kid is now. 35. He's like, nah, too drunk. Turn it off. He just paid 70 bucks for two cocktails yeah. at a hotel. Ah. <laughs> right up the keister, man. I can't believe it. Can't believe I, they suckered me in. They did. Um, an employee for the Tennessee Department of Transportation discovered a human heart in a salt pile mm. at a state government facility. Just getting a little brine on that. No big deal. Humphreys County Sheriff Chris Davis, welcome to the show. Oh, good morning. He, he told WZTV that the government employee found the heart in the salt pile. Uh, on Thursday, Tennessee Bureau of Inve- Investigation said... Uh, that it was from an adult male, and they are doing a DNA test in an attempt to determine its origin. Uh, that's a little weird. Um, so McEwen, uh, Tennessee, is about an hour west of Nashville, and they got hearts in the salt pile. God, I can't even. I'm trying to think of a some some conspiracy, some way a heart ended up in a salt pile. Uh, an ambulance flipped flip flipped. Flipped over in the snow, and and that transport cooler rolled out. Well, they they keep pretty good track of them. They do, they do. So, uh, and that no, but they wouldn't have put it back on the pile. The pile, oh, that's so weird. It had, dude. There's definitely foul play, don't you think? And why just a heart? It's like those foots that end up on the beach in Vancouver. The foots or the feet? No, no, no they're foots. <laughs> If it's just a foot, it's still a foot. It's not both feet. It's a foot. So the foot. It is. It's the foot. The more, the more I say it, the worse it sounds like I never graduated out of the seventh grade. For the foot. The foot. Ah. Oh, how, no. did a, how does a heart... Um, well, the sheriff said... Is it in like a plastic bag or something? I've got 32 years in law enforcement. I have to say this is probably the top five of most bizarre I, things I ever seen. I can't even re- I can't even make anything up on how that got there. It had been there for a while. It was dehydrated from the salt. So, just jerky. Weird. Yeah. You sure it was a human heart? Yeah, yep. Mm. They're sifting through to look for other body parts. Yeah. Somebody was uh, doing a uh, sacrifice, and 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 I would check for missing. I would go right to the missing persons department and see who's missing, and then check for sacrificial uh, activity in the uh, Tri County area. That is weird, though, isn't it? That's it's kind of spooky. One of the most bizarre stories I've ever heard you talk about. The salt pile. The salt pile. Somebody was hiding evidence. Uh, it's 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 the wintertime version of the story pond. Yeah, I mean, but it had been there for a long time. So then it's like, well, why, like you said, why just the heart? Where is everything else? Well, that, well, sure. Where, where, where did the rest of the soft tissue go? Why are there no bones? I don't know. And you're in Tennessee. Why wouldn't you just, if you're looking to dump a dismembered body, why wouldn't you just go to the woods up in the mountains there? Tennessee. And they get a little snow down there. I guess I need some salt. I guess it gets cold enough. Yeah. Uh, wonder what, well, you'd have to t- go see where your salt got shipped in from. They People contract salt from all over the country, so you don't really know where it's come from. This this is going to be a... A real whodunit. This will be a ma'am Columbo here. Oh, no. 
heart jerky. <laughs> we're going to have to, let me tell you, we're going to have to sift through the salt by hand, one shovel full at a time. We're going to be here till Jesus. We're going to be here till June Yeah. for cry I got other cases. But I'm going to send down a, a junior detective. We're going to sift through and see if we can find a finger, maybe an eyeball. Something I can get, like, we can pull some DNA off of. Super strange. Uh, you know, uh, it's funny, though, uh, that uh, they found a heart in Tennessee. Because I remember as a young man, I fell in love and I left my heart in San Francisco. <laughs> That's very funny. Do you get it? Yeah, it's old. Do you really get it? Yeah. That's amazing. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Good for you. Foots. <laughs> Like, uh, uh, give or take a foot. <laughs> Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. All right, let's make a phone call. Says, uh, like the best news. We need a special guest to pull this off. Pull off the impossible. Mm. Hello. Greg Bear. Greg. Yes. How are you? Hi. Love and holiday wishes. Oh, you'll be getting your cookies this week. Oh, thanks. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to bring those little round? What are those little round things? Oh, you? my God. It's got the booze. It's got the boot. It's got the, the rum balls. Oh, the, the bonbons. The bonbons. Yeah. She has got great bonbons, buddy. Uh, how are you? How does this phone call find you? You in good health? How's everything yeah, shaping up for? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Everybody, everybody happy? How's the prostate? Uh, how's what? Your prostate, supple? Oh, uh, yeah, it's good. It's all good. Good, good. Yeah. I can't believe I'm old enough that you and I can sit around and talk about our colonoscopies. I yeah, never there th- you go. I, True I, bonding. I knew this day would come. You're, uh, you're, you're awake for the whole thing. You just don't remember it. Yeah. It's pretty weird when you think about it. Uh, you, you'll be talking to the doctor, and he'll be, oh, yeah, sure. And you wake up, and it's like, what did I say to you? Right. He, it's my, really weird. My nurse told me I asked for uh, margaritas, and I wanted to dance. And then they hit the juice again, and they're like, shut him the hell up. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, he never stopped talking. Like, Does he ever stop talking? <laughs> no, he never stopped There's not enough juice in the world to shut his ass up. What? What? No, it's funny. Hey, uh, listen, Greg there. I know, I'm not calling under the best circumstances. Oh, I know why you're calling. Uh, I'm guessing I know why you're we, calling. We lost, and I, I didn't. I heard it on the news this morning. You knew before I did. We lost Elmer Childress. Yeah, we did. The great, the greatest weatherman to ever uh, grace the uh, the WMTV. earth. Stand in front of the big uh, green board. That's right. Yeah, he was. He was really a lot of fun. God, was he a gentleman of gentlemen? Yeah, he was. And he used to come in the studio sometimes unannounced. It was pretty cool. It's it, like, well, shoot, there's Elmer. Yeah, he yeah, would get in here. Get in here. Elmer. When when we did the Z104 show, uh, Elmer would pop in the building. He was our weather yeah. affiliate, and he would walk in. And I mean, just a freaking joy to be around. I know everybody yeah. remembers. Do you remember what's your memory, Biatch, of Elmer Children? Not a whole lot. Thanks for the input. Right. Yep. <laughs> Totally. Okay. Well, I just remember that bit I did where I said, well, I just hope it freeze and rain. There it is. Yeah. That's what I was calling for. That's what I wanted. Elmer yeah. Elmer would leave the studio, and then the rest of the three hours, all we'd hear is Elmer Childress impressions. <laughs> well, yeah, I got to t- tell you, boys, you're doing Satan's work in here, and that's great, but here's the weather. Let me tell you something. What's going on here. <laughs> that's right. You guys. Well, it's going to be cloudy today. Oh, dude. I don't think it's going to snow much. 
I think, uh, did you ever do, I, I feel like you did a bit once about. Uh, I did. I, that's where the freeze and rain thing I just said came from. Uh, uh, you said something, uh, quote unquote, to piss Elmer off, and it was me doing Elmer, obviously. I got to And look. I said, well, I just hope, I'm going to move down south, and I just hope it freezes and rains all over you up here. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. The I gotta, and rain I got to dig that up. Yeah, you really should. He, uh, Elmer Childress, uh, MTV, W W M T V. Yeah. Uh, uh, died a uh, day before his 93rd birthday. And, and you got to remember, a lot of people don't know, he he was worldwide with his gospel. He traveled the world and played those records mm-hmm. and that yeah, music. Yeah, him and June. Uh, uh, Arkansas. And then when he retired here, he moved back to Arkansas. Yeah. Right, right, right. And he did and radio. He, um, he opened for Elvis Presley. He opened for Elvis Presley. That's yes, right. He did. That he was... I remember him telling that story in the studio. It's day. true. It's well, true. I opened for Elvis Presley. Yeah. And you laughed and said, Come on, Elmer. And he said, no, no, I did. Right. We were the opening act, and Elvis was not known at that point. Wow. Elmer, and after that backstage, he never touched peanut butter and jelly again. He, he never he, did. He'd had or, his, or, or banana sandwich. Or a banana sandwich. The Elmer Children's Show featuring his wife and three children ran for 20 years. Yeah. Then he had the Card Gang Club, and the family recorded 15 record albums, performed gospel music all over the world, and uh, mm-hmm. hosted a gospel radio show for Wichita, Kansas for decades. Another one here in Monroe, Wisconsin. Yeah. Which he continued until late 2021. I mean, boy, talk about a guy that worked well past his retirement for the love of of uh, gospel. Doing what he did. Yeah. Doing what he did, absolutely. That's why I got out of radio. <laughs> <laughs> he took uh, – he, t- he didn't even catch that. I, I caught that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and – well, I should work till I was ninety, like Elmer. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! But he was. But the difference is, Greg, he was really good at what he did. Stop it! <laughs> he was very good at what. He did. No, he was amazing. Yeah. He, uh, he did the. Uh, uh, I didn't go on one, but he, he would host those uh, tra- those the yeah, those like, destinations. Like, yeah. Yeah, those, yeah the, just like Pam did. Yeah, we did a few of those. Yeah. Uh, ours were probably a little different than Elmer's. Oh. Ours, ours involved a lot of drinking. <laughs> Elmer, of course, awarded the most popular TV personality. Governor Tommy Thompson awarded him a plaque declaring January 30th, 1998 as Elmer Childress Day. Mm-hmm. Retiring in 2006, moved back to Benton, Arkansas, and uh, inducted into the Boxite Wall of Fame on October 2021. And uh, people go. always appreciated his distinctive piano style, beautiful singing voice, and his down-to-earth, relaxed, and fun personality. Strong Christian who was a good, kind, supportive, loving man who had a quick wit, made everybody around him feel comfortable. Man, dude, I'm just going to seal that and read that at your funeral. Quick tit. <laughs> Why not? Quick tit. <laughs> not quite the same, but <laughs> I'm no Elmer Childers, let me tell you that. No, I just, I had to hear you do him because it's, if you don't know, trust me, it's spot on. If anybody oh, uh, well, remembers close, Elmer. Yeah, it's close. He just had that kind of kind of low voice and yeah. he just had that cadence. Uh, Biatch was a little confused before I called you, she goes. <laughs> I, I said, Elmer and Childers. She goes, she goes, uh, Smucker's birthday wish? I thought it was the Smucker's birthday guy. She confused him with Willard Scott. <laughs> Willard Scott, yeah. yeah. The other one. Yeah. The other one. 100 years old today. Emma Watson. Right. Yeah. So, you, you, so, you, so she took a shot at it. She either had Willard Scott, Elmer Childers, Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Or you, uh, your pick. you could say Tom Selleck, but he's reverse mortgage. He's uh, a, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a whole different thing. All right, dude. I just I knew uh, we, you and I had a really soft spot for Elmer. He was, yeah, uh, he was. God, that guy was a joy to be around. Yeah, it's kind of like Mike Lacrone. You know, very. Was, oh, yeah. That's a great. Put up with our antics. Great and I comparison. To myself, right. Johnny, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you would give that, him a hard time that, on the air, and that, he just 
smiled and nodded uh, his head. Mike Lacrone would yeah. be very happy that you would put him in the same company as Elmer Children's. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, he was a great guy. For gosh darn sure. Yeah. All right, dude, what do you got ta- on tap for today? Not much. It's, uh, it, what is it, zero right now? Yeah, it's two. Oh, it's two whole, two whole degrees. Yeah. Right. You just got to hang out with the cat? Hang out with the cat. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, if uh, if you need anything, let me know. I'll I'll drop it off. I drive. Oh, sounds good. All right, man. Talk to you. Yep. See you. I'll bring some Bye, meat. Bring some meatballs. You couldn't wait to get out the phone. <laughs> <laughs> he, right now, he's looking at Sharon, going, "Jesus Christ, that's about as entertaining as I remember." <laughs> that show. <laughs> Greg, Sharon, and then Sharon looks at Greg and she's like, man, Greg, since you left, that show's went downhill. I'm like, there, that right now. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I had to, uh, I had to do that because I, I uh, boy, if, if anybody that's lived around here remembers Elmer Childers, he was uh, quite a guy. Yeah, I, I, he retired a, in 2006. He was an ace in the hole. He was. But had spent like over 20 years, um, you know. Um, we have a problem. What happened? I'm leaking. My bursitis. Oh, my God. My bursitis just burst. Oh, my God. Dude. (laughs) Dude. Dude, it's on the control board. Smell it. Oh, my God. It's everywhere. What is it? Oh, my God. It's it's everywhere. Oh, no. It burst. Yep. My bursitis bag. Is it pussy? Oh, my elbow just burst. Yep. It's a mix of, like, pus and blood. Oh, my God. Ah! It's not, Trevor, if you're listening, it did not get on the keyboard. It did not get on the keyboard. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, it's, oh, it's a, it is, it's a, it's a, a right, gusher. I got to go. It's a gusher. <laughs> <laughs> it's fragile all right, I gotta go. I, you need a towel. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll okay, I'm sorry. You can learn a lot listening to podcasts. Uh, did you know that the hottest chili pepper in the world is so hot it could kill you? Or you can listen to this one. Bears can smell your menstruation. I can smell your menstruation. The JJO Morning Show podcast. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. This is a weird one. <laughs> See, now she told me she goes, uh, she goes, we don't want to poke your Bursa burst bag because that's how it gets infected. Mm-hmm. But now I just read if your bursitis bag bursts, it's because it's going to get infected. Now what am I supposed to do? If there's pus coming out of it, it was already infected. So, uh, yeah, the infection's coming out. It's just the meanness coming out of you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad it didn't drip on the uh, on the keyboard. My ex-boyfriend's crazy mom used to say that to him whenever he, because he had acne in high school, and she'd be like, it's the meanness coming out of you. <laughs> she was a real rag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not going to have any self-esteem issues whatsoever. Right. Of, Jesus Christ. <laughs> a rag. God, I haven't heard somebody call a woman a rag in so long. <laughs> Bringing it back, dude. Speaking of, speaking of rags, now I know what uh, you women go through once a month, ble- bleeding out. Uh, or, without or, consent. Or without consent. <laughs> Here I am, leaking. I'm, I'm all patched up. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I, so I, uh, I I have newfound respect for you. Oh, thanks. And your, mon- your monthly. It's almost like a period. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a little red. That is weird. So um, we were just talking about smuckers. This is weird. <sighs> Uh, Smucker sent a cease and desist to a small business that was making round crustless sandwiches, you know, like the Uncrustables. Uh, no. 
Oh. But whatever. You, you know what Uncrustables are? Mm-mm. Um, I have to buy them for Avery's lunch. They're mm. rather handy. Uh, it's it's a, it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. However, it's a circle, and then it's like seamed together. Oh. And they're in the freezer, so you take it out of the freezer, you put it in the lunch bag, and then by the time lunch rolls around, it's thawed out. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, they're called Uncrustables. They're magical. Uh, but you cannot, you cannot... Uh, make your own version of an Uncrustable without Smuckers coming after you. Kamal Muhammad, founder of acclaimed Minneapolis restaurant Stepchild and the fa- father of, uh, founder of the city's successful Uptown Food Truck Festival, thought his idea for an upscale PB&J would be an easy one until Smuckers got involved. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, yep, exactly. Uh, it just can't look like the Smuckers version. Right, yeah. they, they got. I mean, like, like a hot pocket version of the of the <laughs> P- PB and J. It's the wrong shape. Uh, he'd been thinking about making an upscale version of the humble peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the past decade. Can I tell you when we went out in Dublin to Mr. Fox, they did their version of a peanut butter and jelly. Oh, how that look? It was incredible. Uh, so the peanut butter was this homemade like lattice waffle crisp. And then uh, there was a homemade frozen custard, like, patty, like, little thin patty on the bottom. So then the lattice stuff was on top. Mm -hmm. And then they had little droplets of jelly. Oh, interesting. That probably looked pretty. It was super pretty. Oh. I know. Right around the holidays. Good feels. (laughs) Anyway. Until the bursa fluid took us... Until the river of bursa fluid took us all away from, from from our pain. So anyway, Duder uh, launched Gallant Tiger, a crustless sandwich brand that pairs peanut butter and blueberry bourbon sage jam with chai-spiced pear butter. I, uh, I want uh, that. Uh, uh. <laughs> I want that. It's something with staying power, he shared. You don't have to convince somebody to eat a PB&J sandwich, right? It's as American as a hot dog. Unfortunately for Mohammed here, the other things that it's as American as a hot dog is legal action. Um, Mohammed and Gallant Tiger have received a cease and desist from J.M. Smucker Company over the shape of its sandwiches. According to the letter, the Gallant Tiger sandwiches infringe on Smucker's trademark for its round, crustless sandwich design. Oh. Right. It also takes issue with Gallant Tiger's packaging. We have no issue with others in the marketplace selling prepackaged PB&J sandwiches, but Gallant Tiger's use of the identical round, crustless design and images of a round, crustless sandwich with a bite taken out Creates a likelihood of consumer confusion. Trust me, nobody's confusing your regular, plain old peanut butter and strawberry jelly sandwich with what this homeboy's making, dude. Are you kidding me? Peanut butter with blueberry bourbon sage jam and chai spiced pear butter? No, it's, Shut up. <clears throat> it's like the difference between like a calzone and a stromboli, but they're they're at the heart of it, they're different. It's right. it, you're kind of kind of weird. Uh, it's the shape. Right. That they have a problem with. So, um, Mohammed says the company is not going to comply with the cease and desist. Of course not. Fake, <laughs> fake news. Listen, melt down the voting machines. Uh, we're not going to accept the results. Um, yeah, they have two <laughs> options that we think are clear. Either they can compete with us in the market the good old American way, or they can invest in us. They can look at us and go, wow, these guys compliment us well. Well, what great PR, what great right. exposure for the company. I mean, yeah. sure, write it out. 
So um, if they want to take the route and be the big bully, we're okay with that too. But we're going to make sure the public understands that this brand that they grew up with is trying to bully a small startup. Mm-hmm. Shots fired! Just how big is the round sandwich biz? It's big, you stupid bitch. In early 2022, Cleveland.com reported that Smuckers produces 3 million Uncrustables a day. <laughs> and the company raked in $511 million. Listen, that's our highest profit margin. Sue those mother effers right in the kingdom come. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You don't, when you're selling $3 million a day of anything, you don't send a cease and desist. You destroy them. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Uh, the company raked in $511 million in sales of the squishy oh, round sandwiches during wow. the previous fiscal year. Yeah. Oh, wow. I would like to see how Smuckers, like, crimps their their little version together. Like, There's probably, like, a name and a number for the patent. Oh, for sure. Of how they there's do it. There's got to be. Yeah, and then they nail them with it. Now, Galen Tiger isn't the first crustless sandwich company to receive an unwelcome letter from Smuckers' in-house counsel. Chubby Snacks... <laughs> A self-described healthier, better-for-you prepackaged PB&J were round when it initially launched. According to Forbes, within 30 days, it too received a similar cease and desist letter about its snack's potential trademark violation. Mm-hmm. In response to the letter, it sent to Gallup, a spokesperson for Smuckers shared with food and wine via email. We believe in and have always supported fair competition in the marketplace for the benefit of business and the good of consumers. Through the hard work of our employees and with significant investment, we've been able to grow the Uncrustables brand and products over the past 20 years. As a result, the round shape of our Uncrustables sandwiches has become instantly recognizable to consumers as a uh, significance of the brand. I get that. I mean, I get branding, but I don't think anyone's confusing the two. Before Smuckers probably had the proprietary rights to that, there was probably like a a Tupperware or something that made the exact same shape with a with a tool sure. before Smuckers took it right and made it theirs their yeah, version like of a biscuit cutter yeah thing, sure yeah. like a pampered chef situation going on there Jesus Christ, about that? Jesus Christ. that's weird yeah gallant tiger though uh, I'm I'm interested I, I well what was the name of that jelly again I'm writing that I'm gonna go find that I don't know if you'll be able to. Here we can order it. So they have a blueberry bourbon sage jam and peanut butter. They have an apple chili um, jelly and almond butter. We have a fig <sighs> jam roasted uh, that we use for for pretzels. I can't yeah, remember where oh, we, yeah, I think we got it in Door County or something. Like Chai, spice, pear butter, and peanut butter. I want to order each one of these. Oh, that's the bomb, dude. How do I order these? Hey, give me a couple. I don't know. How Give me a couple with that money you owe me, and then we'll just call it. I don't owe you no money, especially. How, how much? I'm going to charge you for health benefits. <laughs> I I done helped you wrap your arm. That's true. That's, What's, is there a copay? That's right. It's okay. a hundred twenty dollar copay. Fair enough. <laughs> Take it out on jelly. Replay today the JJO Morning Show podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. Hey man, the holidays are all about good cheer, right? <laughs> so puff puff give, dude. Check out this new album, A Very Wasted Christmas, <laughs> featuring. I'll be stoned for Christmas. Jules has the hookup. Please pass me the bong. Pass me the bong. Pass me the bong. It's a very wasted Christmas, dude. (laughs) High on my house crop, I'm happy. I grew it hydroponically. 
7-Eleven, please take me. I've got a bad case of the munchies. Cool. Dude, even if you're not into the herb, we've got songs for you too, dude. <laughs> Rico the snowman works a corner on MLK. Just drive on up with 20 bucks and I'll give you some crack cocaine. Where's my blow? Where's my blow? Where's my blow? <laughs> it's a very wasted Christmas, so eat, drink, and do merry. Jane <laughs> on Dope Records. Duh. Christmas Coke. Space Force, Space, Space, Space Force, Space Force, Space, Space, Space Force, Space Force, Space, Space, Space Force, Space Force, Space, 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 Space Force head analyst kept his job after being investigated for misconduct at work, including wearing a chartreuse mankini, and that's very specific, in the office and storing sex toys at work. It's according to new documents released to the Air Force Times. Mm. Andrew Cox. Well, du- ser- dual- duly noted. <laughs> while serving as director of the Pentagon Space Security and Defense Program, Don't acted, quote, like a 13-year-old boy. And created an environment unsuitable for a federal workplace. He belongs at a morning show. Air Force Times reported uh, that his workplace antics launched a six-month investigation that substantiated reports of his misconduct and unprofessional behavior. Cox did not immediately respond to Insider's request for comment. I can't get over that his last name is Cox. In his office, Cox kept a framed pair of silver glittery hot pants. And an electric green mankini that he once donned in the workplace. Get this right. Crowbot can wear those pants to work, and nobody has a problem. One Space Force guy wears gold-tight pants. All of a sudden, it melts Seems like discrimination. That's discrimination right there. Um, Anyway, he put it over his clothes, showing off to coworkers during the holiday bad Santa party. Keep that under wraps, buddy. Jesus. Keep that under- it was Chartouse Green, and he brought it out into the main area, reported one person familiar with the matter. <laughs> so. It was the Borat thing. Oh, sure. Oh, oh, ooh. Yeah, that's not good. I was going to say, how did he, did he physically harass anybody, or did he just wear the mankini? Oh, that is physical harassment. Well, I guess. He told us he put it on in front of his wife and bent over and said, honey, how do you like this? Less hairy, mostly. I feel like we would enjoy working with this. Yeah, we'd have a we'd be a good, be a great third chair. Dude, when I point at you, make fart noises. It'll be great. Uh, Cox also kept a gag gift silver case containing <laughs> handcuffs, sex toys, and Vaseline in the office. What? Once presenting it to attendees during a meeting with subordinates. Yee. See, back in the eighties, that was a good office uh, holiday. Shenanigans. Yeah. Not anymore. He also spoke about male genital piercings and oral sex in public. Oh, Oh, boy, you work for the government. That's not going to work. You can't be doing that. Yeah. Uh, Shouldn't he be figuring out space stuff? (laughs) Shooting stuff at asteroids and stuff? Did you watch the uh, Space Force show? I did with uh, with Steve Carell. Steve Carell. I thought it was great. I did too. I liked it a lot. Yeah, we watched. Uh, is it off? I, we watched. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Was it one season or two? We watched. We watched whatever was on. Yeah, we, we loved it. I breezed right through it. Yeah, we loved. I thought it. it was funny. I don't think it's on anymore. Witness testimony about Mr. Cox telling subordinates to search Prince Albert on the internet. <laughs> 
This dude. Or to grab someone by the balls and squeeze <laughs> gives insight into the I, culture he I, fostered and encouraged. You can't I, do that I, in the real world. I have a feeling we have not seen the last of this guy. <laughs> this guy's right? got to have his own variety show. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would watch that. Put him on right after Kelly Clarkson. I would watch that. Oh, my God. The report detailed the 2020 investigation, which, despite his behavior reportedly making feel, employees feel ostracized and uncomfortable and prompting one female employee to quit did not result in Cox's suspension or termination. In fact, he became the head of Space Force's new Space Warfighting Analyst Center in April 2021, well, he, earning a six-figure salary. Wow. Think of all the sex toys you could buy with that. Wow. Mr. Cox remains the director of the Space Warfighting Analyst Center. Uh, the matter was addressed through established civilian personnel processes. Uh, representatives for the Space Force did not respond for comment. Though he did not get terminated, he did lose out on $27,000 in bonus pay and was no longer eligible to receive a federal award with a $40,000 cash prize. 30-day suspension was proposed, but he received a formal letter, letter of reprimand instead. I thought you were going to say recommendation. Well, yes! He probably framed the letter, much like you did after that program director yeah. wrote you that letter. The uh, stop parking in the employee of the month's <laughs> parking spot or you will be terminated. Why do you think you're better than everyone else? <laughs> Matt Hudson, everybody. Um, so a culture of sexual harassment and violence has long been reported among military officials, even civil civilian, good Lord, employees like Cox. Though harassing jokes and unprofessional behavior are often dismissed, one military assault expert warned the culture created by such jokes can escalate. It's true. Um, if you want to, uh, that's interesting that this guy is out. Check out, uh, Duder that was in charge of nuclear waste facilities in the united states i'll just leave it there check that dude uh, out uh, he got uh, he got caught stealing purses yeah no luggage luggage and and was expensive luggage was fired yeah you you check that dude out yeah what do you make of that uh there's a lot happening there <laughs> there's a lot at work there i don't know i have no idea what well, then I'm like, how many other suitcases has that person stolen? Well, I was talking a little more about his appearance. You, you're stuck on know. you're stuck on luggage. Well, I don't really care what anybody looks like. No, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm looking at. I, and I don't I I don't I, know all the. I, I don't think you're using the proper pronoun. I, I know I'm not. I know I'm not. It's liquid binary toast. I think you got to use. Uh, I think it's they them. They, them. It's, Is that the sure, pronouns sure. that's preferred? Fair enough. Hey, you know, the they, them thing, it's super, it's, it's, it's difficult because of the, it's plural. So it's hard, like, I don't know, I struggle with it. I correct myself every time, but I just, it's like my brain can't. Wrap. I'm just going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to have one word for everybody like that. Meh. And then uh, yeah. move on. Uh, as, as long as somebody knows where the nuclear waste is, I guess I don't care. Right. If, if you're wearing a skirt or... I don't care. Or what you're doing. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. It doesn't. I mean, but that ain't your skirt. You stole that skirt oh, out of the yeah. luggage. You know what he's, I'm saying? He's got light fingers, as we say, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the business. But this guy uh, in Space Force, creative people are by nature oddballs. <laughs> 
No, I'm not saying by eyeballs I need to see your balls, but I'm just saying they're they are definitely out there. Creative people are. Anybody de- that wears the Borat mankini in yeah. public, they're a good time to hang out with. There's no doubt they're a great time to hang right? out with. Yeah. However, given this individual's profession, yeah. he needs to be in a job where he can be a dummy, like radio. Well, he probably thinks Space Force is as silly as we think it is. Probably. He's like, I don't even know. Here's my my opinion of Space Force. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, my balls. That's. (laughs) I don't even know I got here, dude. Right. You know? The JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO.